And now we join Mark Weber for the first full hour of Garden Talk. Good morning, Mark. How was your week? Uh, it was a wild one with that. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was too. Yeah. You know, John, it's it's gotten a little warm outside. It has. And, and But you know, it's kind of interesting. I was talking to my wife last night about the about it seems like uh, it gets, you know, dry and we start to dry out and things start to get a little desperate in the plant world. And then the next thing you know, we get a thunderstorm event. And I'll tell you what, if your plants are in reasonably good condition right now, they are growing to beat the band. But if they're not and they're struggling, there's something really wrong. In this edition of Garden Talk, we'll talk about ways to improve your plant health and most importantly, give you the timely tips that you need on whatever your questions may be at 457-1290 right here on AM 1290 and News 957. W-H-I-O. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This is W-H-I-O's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is W-H-I-O meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 W-H-I-O. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you as we begin the first hour of what will be three great hours of radio right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is a show that's all about helping you with your yard, gardening, and landscaping challenges. And if you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast, we would love to hear your voices today at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That will put you right into the Master Control Studios where Mr. Christopher is standing by. He's right next door and be part of this morning's broadcast. We would love to talk to you about whatever is going on. You have trouble with your lawn, trouble with your landscape, trouble with your trees, trouble with your tomatoes, trouble with whatever you may have trouble with. We have an open line for you. 457-1290 is the number to dial and uh, good morning chris how are you good morning mark how's it going i feel a lot better than i did a week ago <laughs> I, I i literally had lost my voice last week i mean it was scary i couldn't talk to anybody it was dangerous <laughs> it was a lot of people in my family were really happy they couldn't hear my voice <laughs> and you're a good talker so you probably uh, had trouble dealing with that well it was so funny it was my wife and i were going down the road and um actually heading to the doctor and we were talking to one of our team members and and they, we got real quiet he goes why didn't mark talk <laughs> well the reason mark didn't talk talk was mark was sicker than a dog but i i'm back in the saddle again and i'm back in the studios and uh, we got a whole three hours of garden talk that lie ahead today so chris i've got a question i got a lot of questions for you this morning all right we'll fire the most important one away all right. Do you, do you like to eat lettuce? I love lettuce. What's your favorite kind of lettuce? Is it like leaf lettuce or head lettuce or iceberg lettuce or uh, leaf lettuce, leafy greens? Yeah, I tell you, I, we're picking some at our house right now, and my wife made a really astute uh, um, observation. She said that when you have fresh lettuce that you're picking, it's so much different. It's so delicate and it's so buttery, and it. It has such a nice... Um, it tastes just so much better than the other lettuces. It's I think. so much fresher. Yes. You know, and we're picking radishes now. Um, we've got a few jalapenos and serranos that are ready to pick out of the, out of the, out of the Weber garden. So it's a, it's a really great time of the year. Tomatoes are beginning to, particularly our small cherry tomatoes are beginning to ripen very nicely. Um, and, and, you know, Chris, the other thing is this kind of weather... It's warm outside. We get these rain events and, and, and trees and plants and landscape that are, that are in reasonably good condition should be growing really well right now. But, you know, I drive by and I visit people's properties where there's a lot of plants that just don't look good right now. And uh, I'd like to talk to everybody today at 457-1290. It's 457-1290. If you've got a plant that's ailing, let's just say, We'd love to talk to each and every one of you about how we can figure out how we can make your plants improve. Now, the other thing, Chris, is there's been kind of a, 
interesting phenomena. Maybe you've seen this, maybe you've not. Have you ever driven down the road and seen a turtle crossing the road? I have never seen that in my entire life. Really? No. Yeah, I... I, I this week I, I did some little bit of travel. I, I was down into eastern Kentucky to do some things and it was kind of interesting where I was at the number of, of turtles that I saw trying to cross the road. And I brought about a, a number of really good childhood memories as a kid with turtles, but it also kind of struck me from the standpoint about uh, um, how turtles are such an important part of the environment and how we should really be careful trying, trying not to run over them with our cars. And then, Chris, did you see the story where the celebrity chef in New York got arrested? Um, I did not. Yeah, Adam Harvey got arrested <laughs> for poisoning a tree. <laughs> they actually got this guy on video it's pretty cool you got a video he, he had a tree that was a neighbor had a tree that was blocking his solar panels okay all right so what this guy does is he, he he drills holes into the tree and he pretty much injects the tree with some form of a herbicide and somebody actually got this whole thing on video Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty powerful. It's pretty powerful stuff, which brings apart brings a point to talk about today on Garden Talk about about why getting along with thy neighbor. And you know, this week I will tell you, it's been one of those weeks where I think I've had more calls in my office about people angry with their neighbor over a tree. <laughs> or a neighbor angry about somebody doing something to their tree. Um, it's been kind of an interesting week. It seems to be a lot of tree neighbor relation issues that are going on out there. And, uh, I, I think it's good to say that a lot of times if we can just work together, it's better than ending up in court someplace. Um, also today, and Chris, I have to tell you this one, you have to see this video at gardentalkblog.com. Um, I'm a big, I'm a big plant nerd. Um, I'm also super 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 fascinated with um the insect world and and chris are you familiar with something called a bark beetle a bark beetle no i have not heard of that yeah bark beetles are these very interesting animals that uh, pretty much attack uh, a lot of they mostly attack conifers but they also attack other trees um particularly trees that are in trouble trees are in decline and out in the western states um, the western bark beetle is taking out tens of billions of trees related to the droughts they've had out there. Um, and there's uh, so is it a lot like emerald ash borer kind it, of? It, the difference being is these bark beetles are native, and we I, I, we often um, term them called the undertakers of the plant world, meaning that um, in, in this video that I put on at GardenTalkBlog.com, it's really cool to watch because basically you, you have this ponderosa pine, which is one of the dominant tree species of the Western states. That's pretty much, it, it shows trees that are really healthy and how they deal with bark beetles by basically pitching them out with lots of sap. And they also show trees that are under distress that don't have the ability to pitch out as much sap because of the fact of them being <coughs> being um, in trouble, not be, being mass attacked by these by these animals. Now, what else is interesting is is this video also talks about how the bark beetle has adapted itself to be submerged in all of this gooey, ooey sap and survive. And uh, it's really well done. Um, and uh, you can see it at gardentalkblog.com. It's called, It's a Gooey, Goopy Mess When Pine, Pines and Bark Beetles Duke It Out. It's a very interesting, very interesting um, um, video that you should see at gardentalkblog.com. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. Uh, Chris, let's go to line one and let's go talk to... Kathy. Kathy, good morning and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Good morning. Morning, ma'am. How can I help you? I have a question. I have several areas that have three, four inches of mulch, very fine mulch. Can I just stick geraniums or whatever right in that mulch? Will it be okay? Grow? You really need to have them in the dirt. 
and let me explain why. Um, the soil that plants need to have soil around their roots to grow, okay? Um, the mulch that you have there, the problem with sticking it in the mulch is there's not a whole lot of nutrient value um, that exists in that mulch. And more so, you're going to have problems with keeping them fairly moist because that mulch is going to get dry. What I might suggest, Kathy, is you kind of take a hard rake and kind of bust that mulch up and cause it to decompose a little more rapidly. And in the process, you might be able to move the mulch around enough that you can create that about a two-inch deep layer that then you could dig, dig to plant your geraniums. But I would also say if you're trying to grow geraniums in shade, that might be an issue as well. Geraniums are a full sun plant, ma'am. Okay? All right. All right. Thank you, ma'am, for your call, and, and call back again, okay? Thank you. Bye-bye. 457-1290. Chris, one more call before we take a break, if that's okay with your your excellence. Good morning from Kathy. Another Kathy, good morning, and welcome to Garden Talk. Good morning. Um, I have two troublesome areas in my yard. I have two ground covers under trees. One is a vinca. The other is an English ivy. I would like to eliminate the ground cover, yet not damage any of the tree roots, you know, by putting anything on it that might affect mm -hmm. the tree root. Can you give me some suggestions? I've tried pulling it. I've tried covering it. Nothing works. <laughs> yeah, you know, ground cover is one of those things that uh, once you start them, they're, they're, they're perpetual. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I liked them at first, but now I'm done with them. Yeah, I understand. Um, you can use a post-directive, non-selective herbicide like glyphosate. Now, keep in mind, though, if there's any part of that root system of the tree that's been damaged or cut, any and that herbicide could go into the root system. So that's the first thing that you that's want to what be I'm afraid of. Yeah, and, and unless there's been some activity, then there's probably that's probably less likely to be the be the case as far as a damaged root system. You do not, and I'm going to put this in quotations, you do not want to be using anything that's related to synthetic auxins. And that would be like 2,4-D, Trimec, or any of those. And, and, and there's an also important lesson to be learned with that one too, Kathy. If you have a lawn care company. I do not. Well, if anyone listening has a lawn care company, please, please, please tell them, keep the herbicides away from your trees. <laughs> Uh, my office gets slammed with people with tree troubles that are related to for people applying broadleaf weed control products to their lawn. I mean, it is just to the point of, of nauseam. Um, and, the, and the labels clearly state, don't do it. So don't do it. Um, in your case, use post-directive non-selective herbicides. Now, the, the product of choice would probably be glossophate. And you want to be real careful with the glossophate you buy that there's no other herbicides mixed in it. Because that name called Roundup now has a multitude of different labels and different formulations. For example, you will find glossophate mixed with a herbicide called Amazapir, sold under the same name as has been sold for 20, 30 years, which is Roundup. And unfortunately, that is a deadly combination on trees. Amazapir causes for massive root stunting of trees. So that would be one. So you have to read the label and have to find the active ingredient in the lay on the label before you purchase it to use it. Okay. And that's going to be the product you're looking for is glossophate. Nothing more, nothing less. And you may have trouble just finding straight glossophate label without any other herbicides mixed into it. Unfortunately today, they are mixing so much different stuff into, into glossophate that it's almost nearly impossible to give you a trade name, A, B, C, D, or D, F, E, <laughs> that is going to be reasonably certain not to contain these other products. Because unfortunately, Kathy, the way consumers are and, and, the, and the manufacturers are, they want you to, they want, everybody wants something to kill something, okay? But they want it quick and they want it fast. And the problem is that quick and fast things usually have to have additions added to them, be it salts or be it Mazapir or be it 2,4-D or Trimec. 
And when you start putting these, what I call plant killing cocktails together, you end up with a really big recipe for a lot of tree damage. So even though the tree roots are relatively shallow, I'm aware of that, the glyphosate glyphosate should not affect that. As long as you apply it to the selective targeted plant you plan to kill, be it the ground cover. Okay. If that and any of the subject trees that you're interested in, in preserving or protecting have any green bark, any green stem tissue, or um, have any cuts or wounds in their in their root system, they are um, likely to take up those herbicides. Okay, but there's no way I'd really know that. Um, you would do like an inspection. Okay. And and one I would you know maybe work with an, an ISA. It's an International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborist to help you identify the tree species you have, because we've got research and data about which tree tree species are more susceptible to that type of injury. And a simple you know crown and root a root inspection and root flare inspection would yield out if that is going to happen or not. Okay. All right. Thank you for your help. Thank you, ma'am, and call again. Okay. Bye bye. Four five seven twelve ninety. More garden talk continues after this on AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven W H I O. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's twenty four hour news weather and traffic station AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven W H I O. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. If you want to grow your business, you need to have the right people, and you know what? The right people are at LinkedIn.com. Seventy percent of the U.S. workforce is on LinkedIn. 22 million people. But you know what? You don't need to get your job out in front of 22 million people. You need to get your job out in front of the right people. And LinkedIn has the algorithms that'll do just that. The right people in the right place that are a perfect match for you and what you need so that they can succeed to help you succeed. LinkedIn Jobs intelligently targets candidates based on their skills, recommendations, even how open they are to new opportunities like yours. So right now, go to linkedin.com slash WHIO and get a $50 credit towards your first job post. That's linkedin.com slash WHIO for your $50 credit. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn. You're closer than you think to hiring your next great employee. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. At Jeff Schmidt Auto Group, we have seven state-of-the-art service facilities. All seven locations have modern waiting areas with free amenities or drop off your car and drive off in one of our complimentary loaner vehicles. If you're too busy to come in on a weekday, schedule a Saturday appointment or use one of our 24-7 drop boxes. Your car will be taken care of by one of our certified technicians who are always kept up with the latest training. From an oil change to a major collision, come to Jeff Schmidt Auto Group and experience the advantage. Could you retire sooner than you think and with greater financial security. Hello, I'm David Gaylor, president of Tradewinds Financial Group. I'm also the author of Income Allocation. You will learn strategies to create a dependable, sustainable, and predictable income stream for your retirement. You'll also learn critical information about the two risks you must manage for a successful retirement. Learn more about these strategies and give Tradewinds Financial Group a call. 800-385-0437. That's 800-385-0437. America's best choice windows and doors is the number one fastest growing window and door company in the Miami Valley. Stop by our showroom at 100 North Sunset Drive in Piqua, Ohio to see our full line of Provia windows and doors. Or call us for a free quote at 937-570-6785. Because your first choice should always be America's best choice windows and doors. American made, American strong, American proud. As a parent myself, keeping my family safe is huge, and I know it is for you, too. We've doubled down here on WHIO and News Center 7 to relay any credible threats, scams, and activity that could involve security breaches at schools here in the Miami Valley throughout the day, on air and by push alert. Depend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO when it counts. 
Good morning, everybody. It's 627, 27 minutes after 7 o'clock. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Climbing out of the 60s this morning, lots of clouds through the day. We'll watch temperatures push to about 85 degrees this afternoon and bring back the chances for scattered showers and thunderstorms. Once again, our main concerns would be hail and damaging winds with any storms that reach severe limits. Outside of that, heavy rainfall and frequent lightning. Tonight, we'll watch showers and thunderstorms ending, and then we fall back into the upper 60s. Slight chance for a few more thunderstorms again on Sunday, otherwise partly sunny, highs around 81 degrees. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HD7 radar shows a rain shower and some embedded thunderstorms way off to our north. Our immediate uh, radar area of about 180 miles, this shows some rain shower and thunderstorm activity over in the greater Columbus area. Currently, we're resting at 66 degrees on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk for 28 years. This is AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. I want to let you know on June 21st, that's uh, I think in about two weeks, will be a very special event being held here in Dayton, Ohio called uh, Common uh, Fungi that Affect Midwest Trees and Their Implications to Tree Risk Assessment. It's going to be held at uh, Woodland Cemetery and Arboretum here in Dayton, Ohio, down right down the street here from the radio station. And uh, if you are a arborist or if you are a landscape architect, are you a forester or you're someone who's involved with conducting uh, tree risk assessments or tree risk uh, hazards assessments, this will be a very important uh, two-hour event that will be occurring and you can sign up for it and be part of it at the Ohio Chapter ISA's website. Let's go to the telephone lines once again, and let's go talk to Brian in Inglewood. Brian in Inglewood, good morning. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you, Brian? So we bought our house about two years ago, and uh, we've been trying to help cultivate a healthy yard. One of the things that I've noticed, though, is that when the yard gets stressed from heater, water, uh, lack of water, rain, whatever, I notice that there's a a decent section of yard that appears to possibly be a different grass type than the rest. Okay. Brian, can I ask you a quick question? We gotta go. We gotta go into the newsroom. But can you hold the line? And right after we get out of in the garden, we'll spend a bunch of time talking about what you got going on. Okay? That'll work. Thank you, sir. More garden talk continues after this on AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven W H I O. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 630. I'm John Tisdale with a WHIO News Update or Top Story. If you got outdoor plans this weekend, it's going to be humid with a chance of showers. Could that affect any outdoor weekend activities? Chance for thunderstorms return today. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Now, WHIO Triple T in traffic. We're looking at uh, pretty good driving conditions on the freeways here on this Saturday morning. If you're going to be traveling on westbound 70 from I-675, that 11-mile drive to Interstate 75 take you about 10 minutes point to point top story it's an overcast start to your saturday although they're starting to see a little bit of the sun uh, starting to rise you can see a nice sunrise starting to see outside our windows here on south main street starting to see that but it is a little bit of an overcast uh, start to your saturday and storm center 7 meteorologist mccall vrydick says we're stuck in that summer light pattern with a chance of showers and storms throughout the afternoon this unsettled pattern will continue for this weekend that we've been dealing with rounds of thunderstorms developing again later today and could see a few more tomorrow any 
storm that does get going has the potential to produce some very heavy rainfall and frequent lightning. If it becomes intense enough, we could see severe conditions, perhaps hail and damaging winds. So we'll be on the lookout for that today as well as Sunday. Outside of that, we will have a hot and sticky weekend with temperatures in the 80s. McCall, we'll have the full forecast coming up in just moments. Yesterday's rain caused a lot of flooding, including high water and flooded basements and damaged cars and catering. You can see pictures and video of that flooding, including at U.S. 35 and James H. McGee Boulevard in Dayton. It's on our website, whio.com. One U.S. service member is dead, and this morning, one, one U.S. service member is dead after a firefight breaks out in Somalia. President Trump offered his condolences on Twitter this morning. Thoughts and prayers from the president to the family of a U.S. special operations soldier killed yesterday in Somalia and to the three other U.S. servicemen who were hurt in what's being described as an enemy attack. In an overnight tweet, the president said they are truly all heroes. Fox's Pampuso, according to military officials, the soldiers were injured when in Surgeons attacked the group in the southern part of that country. And investigators are still trying to learn what led to a 13-year-old crashing a van head-on into a semi in Clark County. Sky Lehman attended Sydney Middle School. Chris Barr, the school's assistant principal, spoke about the tragedy. It's always tragic to lose any student. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. Um, you know, we, we're in this business for kids. State troopers tell us it could be next week before we know more about the possible cause of that crash. Now the exclusive WHIO Storm Center 7 forecast. Climbing out of the 60s this morning, lots of clouds through the day. We'll watch temperatures push to about 85 degrees this afternoon and bring back the chances for scattered showers and thunderstorms. Once again, our main concerns would be hail and damaging winds with any storms that reach severe limits. Outside of that, heavy rainfall and frequent lightning. Tonight, we'll watch showers and thunderstorms ending and then we fall back into the upper 60s. Slight chance for a few more thunderstorms again on Sunday, otherwise partly sunny, highs around 81 degrees. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Latest scan of the Live Doppler 7 HD radar is clear across the Miami Valley, seeing some light, seeing some rain showers uh, north of I-75, north of Shelby County, that's mainly north of Wapakoneta and to the northern part of Salina. It is currently 67 degrees in Springboro. We have 65 degrees in Springfield and 66 degrees in Dayton at 634. If news breaks, we break in immediately. I'm John Tisdale on Dayton's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Depend on it. Helping you get to work and get home for over three decades. He gives traffic reports that are helpful. He's been my favorite for many years. Great traffic reports and a person of trust and authority. Dayton's most trusted traffic authority is Sergeant Mark Bowron. Hear him update traffic every six minutes during Miami Valley's morning news. Where you can also get weather every six minutes from Dayton's most trusted meteorologist with in-depth weather information all morning. I trust her weather reports. She always has weather reports that help me plan my day. I love how energetic she is. Knowledgeable. Excellent weather reporter. She's very informative. Count on Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zontini with a forecast you can depend on. Right here on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is WHIO's Clark Howard. I save you money and the gang at WHIO work hard to bring you live breaking weather, traffic, and news right here. You're listening to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow. You know, you may see these on the leaves of your trees. You may see these on the stems of your trees. You may see these in a multitude of places, even on the flowers of your plants. And they're called galls. That's G-A-L-L. You know, galls typically occur when there's some type of an organism. It could be caused by a mite or a fungi, a virus or bacteria, or even a nematode. And what happens is when the plant is infected by these types of biological pathogens, the plant then is, has a material inserted into the plant and causes it to grow in a weird and unusual um, fashion. 
And what's interesting is that many times these gall-forming um, events on plants are very specific to the species of plant that's involved. For example, hackberry, which is a tree that's commonly found throughout most of the Midwest, is a tree that uh, many times is identified by all of the little bumps on its leaves. In most cases, galls do, are very harmless. They literally uh, will offer very little damage to plants and in many cases just provide a little bit of extra entertainment to the summertime landscape. You've been into the garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And if you'd like to learn about galls, you can go to gardentalkblog.com, where it's a really great read, and along with that as well, taking your calls on this beautiful, beautiful Saturday morning in southwest Ohio, at 457-1290, let's head right to the telephone lines because we got Brian from Inglewood who's got some issues with his lawn. Brian, are you with us? Yep. My first question for you, Brian, when we originally established the lawn, um, tell me how it was established. Well, I mean, we bought the house right about two years ago, so uh, one of the things I noticed was um, it was a little thin, quite a bit of weeds, uh, so went ahead and aerated the yard. Um, I went out to um, went out to uh, the turf farm out here and got some uh, grass seed. I overseeded. I also bought fertilizer there and fertilized the yard, watered it pretty good. Um, it, it reacted pretty well to that, and uh, but I did notice that even then there is a I don't even know how big of a section it is, but it, there's a good section of the yard that um, definitely appears like there's a different grass type. Mm-hmm. It's in the same amount of sun. Right. It's the same amount of water, but it's almost like there's a dividing line where you can see, hey, this is green and this is brownish, yellow. Okay. Well, Brian, um, keep keep in mind a couple of things. In most most um, lawns here in southwest Ohio, you have one of of three or a mix of one or three types of grasses, okay? Um, the, fir- right. the first is turf-type tall fescue, and it may be mixed with a, an older variety called Kentucky 31. It tends to be kind of a more upright grass. It's a clumping grass instead of a rhizome-growing grass, meaning rhizome grass is like bluegrass where it sends lots of little underground rhizomes. Um, the fescues are a clump-forming clump grass, and they tend to be upright. And they tend to have a little bit wider blade, and their color is completely different than the other two I'm about ready to describe. Um, The second is Kentucky Blue. Um, It is a native grass. It uh, grows predominantly by rhizomes. It's a fairly shallow-rooted grass. Um, It's of all the grasses that we can cultivate and grow in our landscapes. It's probably the most high-maintenance grass there is on the planet. There's others probably, but <laughs> it requires the most care and um, maintenance than all grasses combined. And then you have with that the rye family. And for most intensive purposes, rye and our, our grasses that look great when it's cool in the spring, in the fall, and frankly look like crap in the summer. Um, they tend to turn a lot of yellows and reds and um, get a lot of rust problems and they have a real plethora. The, a lot of times homes that when they're established, um, the the builder or, or whoever is establishing the lawn is looking for the cheapest alternative as far as lawn establishment. And yep. they're looking for quick quick germinating seeds so a lot of times rye are blended into fescues and turf type and and and, um bluegrasses and when you end up mixing these three grasses together you end up getting a mess like you've described (laughs) um they are very unique um plants meaning think of um um turf type tall fescue kentucky bluegrass and rye 
as the difference between um, a, a 1965 Volkswagen Bug, a, a 2015 um, Cadillac, and a 2018 Mercedes-Benz, okay? Now, I'm not going to tell you which grass is which, which, which model of car, but they're true di- diametrically different plants, okay? And sometimes, sometimes we all forget that grass is as different as the trees and the other plants in our landscape. It may be those differences may be subtle, more subtle and a little bit more microscopic, but they are different plants. They carry different um, genus and species names and they carry a whole different type of root system and a whole different type of ability to withstand drought and withstand rainfall and withstand cold and heat does that make sense to you yeah definitely so you know one of the basic building blocks of having a good lawn is a good root system so one of the things brian that that i would be really looking at is how deep your your rooting profile is of your turf um and And i i doubt it's very deep one of the things i've noticed is you know you, you have those um dogs those screws that you can put into the ground that you can hook your dog up to when you're outside yeah. um i tried i tried screwing one of those into the ground in multiple places in my yard and i can't get that thing more than about six inches into the ground before i hit like a rock sandy soil um okay so one of the things i'm wondering is if the yard you know when they built the yard it's a big subdivision if there's just not enough um and not enough topsoil and and you know Brian, <laughs> what year was your house built? Uh, mid-90s. Okay, so I guarantee he doesn't have any topsoil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since 1963, topsoil has been pretty much scraped off and hauled away. And then when they build your, then, then when they build your house, they compact the soil around the foundation and the, re, and the remaining yard, what the engineers call uh, 90% proctor. And what okay. Proctor means, if 90% Proctor means that they literally squeezed out 90% of the oxygen in the soil. Oh. So basically, and keep in mind that plants optimally, in an optimal condition need about 21% oxygen to grow. <laughs> so right. that, that what you're, when you push the, when you dig the dog claw thing there into the dirt, what you're experiencing is, is a really, is a, is a hard pan. Okay, and right. what? No, how one way that we can manage a hard pan is by finding a way to break through it. And one thing that I might suggest is doing a soil test. Okay. With a soil test, and I would do it professionally with someone who owns a soil probe. A lot of times when I do soil tests for people, I learn a lot about their site by just sticking my soil probe into the dirt and seeing how far I can go down. Um, second thing is after a soil test, then I'm going to start to work on looking at what varieties of grass you've got. If you've got a Heinz 57 lawn, (laughs) (laughs) like I've described before, I really would, I would strongly, you know, consult, consult you and say to you, um, Brian, it's time to kill it all. It's time to kill everything. Now don't, don't, let's take a deep swallow here. Okay. This is what I'm going to say to you. Killing it all is not that big of a step, and let me explain why. Um, if you start killing your lawn now, you are going to eliminate the weeds. You're going to eliminate the mixed species of turf that you've got in your lawn. It'll give you the opportunity to improve upon the um, soil um, nutrition, if there's a nutritional deficiency related to soil testing. Also, Brian, if you find that you've got a lot of rocks and construction debris and other garbage in the lawn that's not allowing you to grow grass very deeply, gives you a chance to mitigate and remove that uh, material. I've seen lawns. I've seen. I know a place, and I tell you, I tell you, as a quick, a quick story. I know a place up in Huber Heights that has a whole um, uh, water truck buried in somebody's backyard. I do. I actually, I actually remember them pushing it into the dirt and they covered it over, and it's in somebody's backyard. To this day, wow. it still doesn't grow grass. My point is, Brian, is that, is that, you really want to grow a lawn. You got to build it from the roots up. Okay. 
So you'd kill it all, amend the soil if need be, then you come in and sow grass seed, good quality, single variety grass seed, like turf type tall fescue from green velvet or Kentucky bluegrass from green velvet. I would, I would strongly urge you to stay away from the whole rye thing, okay? The rye, okay. Th the rye thing is great for making bourbon and whiskey, but not for growing lawns, okay? So, so at the, at the end of the day, you know, I, if, I'm, if I'm doing a lawn nowadays, I suggest turf type tall fescue because it's much more drought resistant. It's a lot more disease and insect resistant than Kentucky blue, unless you're a hardcore Kentucky blue guy. Then go do the blue thing, but you know, God, God help your wife every time you have to fertilize and all the other stuff you have to do with it. So, but the thing is, Brian, fix it from the ground up by by doing these little steps, like I described in the year of 2018. You're going to turn around and have a lawn that's going to be spectacular for the next 20 to 30 years. Yeah. So instead of you calling and asking about all these problems with all these problems began the day it was planted all yep. these problems became a problem because somebody didn't do their homework and didn't find follow good agronomic practices of, of lawn care so if you follow the best practices of lawn care you end up with a better looking lawn so the question becomes brian are you going to complain about it for the next 20 years or are you going to fix it now in 2018 yeah. Okay. One question I have would be, how do you go about killing a yard? Spray it with glossophate. Oh. I, I can. Okay. I, I could spray. You know, it takes the average person probably forty-five minutes to spray your whole yard. And the beauty is, Brian, you wouldn't have to mow it the rest of the summer. <laughs> and you'd be mowing by September. That's the beauty of it. You're going to spend that much more time. You're going to spend doing what you want to do instead of. Complaining about your lawn, you want to kill. You want to mow your lawn the rest of the year. Chris would even like that. You would have to mow his yard. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, Mark. I appreciate I it. I hope you kill your yard. Okay. Okay. Take care. Thanks, Mr. Chris. Let's go into the garden kitchen. You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. I'm going to tell you what, this is one vegetable that everybody should really think about growing because it is so, so simple. All you need is full sun, and that is leaf lettuce. This is a plant, ladies and gentlemen, that you literally just put in a pot with some seed Give it full sun, and the next thing you know, it grows. And in, within about 40 days or so, you are cutting and enjoying it. Leaf lettuce can be used in soups. You use in sandwiches and wraps. Some people even use leaf lettuce to on the grill to uh, grill like with romaine and things like that. I would encourage you to buy a pack of, of grass seed, uh, excuse me, of lettuce seed and plant yourself some lettuce today. You've been into the garden kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now. 457-1290. Here's the garden guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290. 457-1290. If you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast, we would love to talk to you. After this, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. I'm not going to tell you that my pillow is doctor-recommended. I will just say that my friend Sean is a doctor and he loves my pillow, and he's been recommending it to his friends and people he knows. And well, like I tell you every day, my pillow is a life changer. I've slept better than ever. Sean slept better than ever. You can sleep better than ever and take advantage of a great deal right now from my pillow. Go to mypillow.com and click on the two pack special. You'll get two premium my pillows for one low price plus. Free shipping when you use the promo code WHIO. You could also call 1 800 320 1481 and ask for that two pack special. Again, use the promo code WHIO for one low price and again, 
free shipping. My pillow is great. Throw it in the washer, throw it in the dryer, comes out looking like new, 100% made in the USA, and you've got nothing to lose because every my pillow comes with a 60-day money back guarantee. Here with hope for today, lead pastor of Fairhaven Church, David Smith. It can be very hard to avoid difficult people in our lives. Don't you agree? There are some days where it seems that all we deal with are difficult people. Did you know that God actually cares enough about you that He wants to guide you through your interactions with people just like that? He wants to guide your interactions so that it affects the impact you have. It really is remarkable. At Fairhaven Church, we're a group of different people yet remarkably alike on a journey with our own stories brought together by an amazing hope which we don't have to do anything to earn but just need to accept. We'd love to have you join us. Hope for Today with David Smith, lead pastor with campuses in Centerville, Northmont, and Springboro. For information, visit fairhaven.church. Fairhaven Church, find hope. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. She is very informative. I trust her weather reports. Dayton's most trusted meteorologist with in-depth weather information all morning. Count on Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirstie Zantini with a forecast you can depend on. Here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody. It's 653. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Climbing out of the 60s this morning, lots of clouds through the day. We'll watch temperatures push to about 85 degrees this afternoon and bring back the chances for scattered showers and thunderstorms. Once again, our main concerns would be hail and damaging winds with any storms that reach severe limits. Outside of that, heavy rainfall and frequent lightning. Tonight, we'll watch showers and thunderstorms ending and then we fall back into the upper 60s. Slight chance for a few more thunderstorms again on Sunday, otherwise partly sunny, highs around 81 degrees. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows thunderstorm activity up way up to our north, north above Wapakoneta. Currently, we have got 66 in downtown Dayton on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290, and let's go talk to Richard. Richard, good morning. Morning. Morning, sir. I have a Bruce Spruce tree, about 40 years old, 35 feet tall. And on the very top, uh, well, last week, it was about a foot down it was it looked like the needles were brown. Now it's about two feet down. Okay. Can I save the tree? Um, so it's kind of taken out the top of the spruce tree, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and this is what the first year you've noticed it. Yes. Okay. Um, a couple things that this could be, and the first thing that I I suspect it to be is related to an insect okay and there are um, a couple very interesting issues that may be involved involved here one may very well may be um related to a insect called the um um my my brain just shut down sorry um it's really well, it's one of the white pine weevil. That's what I was trying okay. to think of. And what 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 white what white pine weevil does is it lays its eggs in the trunk of the tree, up at the top in the spring, and then by um, early to mid summer the beetles hatch out, and then they start feeding on the tree stem, cutting off the water flow, and the next thing you know you got a dead section oh, yeah. of the tree. Okay, um, typically. One, this is going to require an expert diagnosis to figure out exactly what it is or what it isn't is. 
So I would suggest you call in a certified arborist to have the trees inspected. Um, you can find yours at treesaregood.org. That's treesaregood.org. And also, we really should have that, you know, that, that may be one of a couple other issues as well, but my, I suspect it, it's white pine weevil. Okay. Okay. And then typically with white pine weevil, it takes some um, insecticide treatments, and you can typically manage it. Um, that portion of the tree typically has to be cut out. And then what will happen is over time, a new leader will form at the top. Oh, okay. And it, it will look a little off off color for a while. Yeah. But uh, it, it'll be fine. The other thing is, is that tree should also have its, it's an ideal time to do this too, is to have the tree's uh, nutrient load tested. Meaning I would recommend a foliar analysis be done of the spruce tree. And month of June and July is an ideal time to do this. And reason being is a lot of spruces that I work with are in severe decline related to nutritional deficiencies. And the only way that you can determine that is to do a full year analysis. Right. Yeah. So I would, with working with that certified arborist, I would suggest that he or she do a full year analysis on the subject tree to determine what its condition is nutrient wise. Because for trees to manage decay and to manage insects and other issues that, that they're faced with, they require to be really healthy plants. And one of the most basic fundamentals of growing any plant is proper nutrition. Okay? Okay. All right. Good luck to you, sir, and thanks for a great call. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 457-1290. And because of the constraints of time, Mr. Mr. Uh, Chris, we're not going to be able to talk to Rich, but we will talk to him at the top of the next hour. Um, along with that as well, hopefully McCall will stop by. And uh, we'll talk to her a little bit about weather stuff. And we'll also talk to each and every one of you at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That will put you into the Master Control Studios as we continue with this week's edition of Garden Talk. Of course, during the week, you can always reach out to me at area code 937-438-2899. That's WeberLandscaping.com. As we continue. Damn it with this week's edition of Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.